Hello and welcome to Dan, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's not going to be some acute mental neuroses this week. Um, this is going to be a very nostalgic episode, um, which I will talk about in a little bit. I want to kind of move through a few things and then we'll end on the nostalgia and a very interesting question that I th- First off, uh, The Gap did, uh, I'm sorry, The Gap, pff, wrong show, rhymes with though. Um, no applause, just the clap. Uh, did a cushion episode that'll be premiering a couple weeks ago, where we do. Oh no, this might actually come out the same week, possibly. Goddamn time travel on the show is ridiculous. And then we broke down my 2014 mix. Basically, if if I haven't talked about it before, every year around my birthday, I would make this mix, and it'd be like a yearly retrospective. Uh, bands I rediscovered, bands I got into, uh, music from shows that ended or that I got into, uh, songs that just kept haunting me throughout the year or um, songs that made me think of the people I ran into or didn't run into. A couple years ago, I think, no, yeah, 2014 was the first year I did it, where I started building the mix at the beginning of the year. So as I got into stuff, um, I threw stuff into my iTunes. Uh, So 2014 was the first um, year that I built it from the first of the year to the end of the year. So Deb and I break that down um, song by song by song. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of the description says, or we say, like, I just like this song, or I don't remember why I put this on there. It was almost a year ago. Unfortunately, I was a little uh, inebriated for it, um, as I'm off probation, and I can say I was inebriated. Uh, I, I don't, I haven't been drinking the way I, I used to, which is good, but it's still fun to have a couple drinks while we record. Uh, really loosens it up, makes me a bit more inappropriate, which is half the reason why I'm on these shows. So uh, the uh, Claps Cushion was very fun because it's kind of a, a Doug-centric episode. Not that I'm a complete narcissist, but it's always fun to look back and go, oh, do you remember this or do you remember that? Or like, you know, why this is on there? And to kind of reminisce with Deb as she was, you know, there for probably half that mix. Speaking of music, I have been getting into new music. I have been, instead of listening to um, bands that I've already got, I've been jamming on, like, the the iRadio or whatever iTunes calls it. It's their Pandora analog. Um, and I take, like, screen grabs of the bands I like to hear. And it, they're the Constellations, which apparently I, I've seen. Um, Deb said they opened for Electric Six, but I don't remember that. You know, uh, Freeze Pop has kind of come back into my life. I've, I liked Freeze Pop, but um, a few of their songs popped up on this Electric Six um, channel and or station. I think Deb and I argue about that. Freeze Pop Constellations Proto Man uh, was really good. I'm going to be checking out um, a bunch of their stuff. Um, a friend recommended Psycho Stick, which is a up and coming metal band, um, like jo- a comedy metal band. So it's always fun to get into new music. I'm always excited to hear new stuff since I am old and hate change. I don't really break out of my. Um, you know, comfort zone very often, uh, but when I do, I'm always pleasantly surprised, which is like, oh, why wouldn't I do it more often? I don't know. I am working on a couple new variants. Um, we're working on uh, shooting the gap is going to do Fast and the Furious, and um, No Applause is going to be doing Get Him to the Greek. Don't know why it took us so long to get to that one, so I'll be working on that this week. Uh, let's just jump right in to the nostalgic part. I wanted to kind of burn through. Um, the few short talking points, and that was, those were them. I worked at a place called Paris on the Platte for almost eight years. It shaped me, uh, and I had momentous, well, moments in my life. Um, I, I, I met a girl who I dated for two and a half years there. I made a lot of uh, long-lasting friends, like 
Greg and Heather and Heather and, um, you know, Stenson and Camerer, uh, you know, Ross and Scott and Hayes and Charlotte and or Piglet, um, you know, Philip and Rachel, I mean, Shayla, I mean, there are so many people, Matt Reichardt, Matt Santambrogio, of course, who, you know, I believe met his now wife, Tawny, there. Um, I'm bringing this place up uh, because they closed after 28 years. Um, I was going to do an extra special, I was actually going to do this episode of Damn, an extra special nostalgia um, episode, but when I was going to make it out there last Saturday, they closed at 2 p.m., and unfortunately, Deb and I had to record that cushion, so I wasn't able to make it down there, and I was disappointed. I really wanted to sit and have a drink at the wine bar and reminisce about how I started going there when I was 16 after a Denny's in the suburbs closed and we started going to Paris and I remember my first drink was a sunrise my uh, server was Charles uh, the singer to Sarah from Shock and we're still friends so I mean I remember the first time I ever went to Paris and I started going there when I was like I said 16 and uh, I spent about five years hanging out there before I got a job I got a job there when I was I think just 21 but I would sit there for hours and hours and order this thing called a crowbar which is a quad brevet mocha and no place has ever been able to replicate exactly that i started going there i wrote and drew my first comics there i wrote um i started writing screenplays there i started writing comic books there you know i, I love the place it's it it's started me on my course to you know the 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 service industry and being becoming the barista and manager that i am now in terms of the cafes i've worked at Paris was kind of patient zero in terms of infecting me with that. You know, they gave me the chance. Uh, I, I originally was only supposed to work there for three months as a dishwasher, uh, and I just started going to college. It was kind of the counterculture hub of, of Denver. It was um, kind of this, I wouldn't say underground, but kind of, you know, exposed brick and pipe. There was almost a seediness to it that I thrived on, and... Um, so I, I started working there. I should have only worked there for three months. Uh, turns out this guy, whose name I don't remember, um, left the kitchen and uh, he quit and fucked off to a different state, I believe. This guy, Nate, had uh, Nate Campanella. My God, I, can't what, I remember that. But Nate Campanella um, had already trained me in, in food so that he would be able to stop cooking and go smoke. So I had been cross-trained already in the kitchen, so they said, well, fuck it, let's just have you stay on. And I worked my way up from... Um, kitchen to um, server to barista to uh, manager uh, GM and it, I mean it, it, it shaped my friends it shaped the music I listen to the movies I watch the jokes I tell my, my you know my, my humor sense my sensibilities of, of humor were developed there um, once again long-lasting um, friendships but uh, you know, I would. I mean, I'm sure I would have come across the band Jawbreaker eventually, but they became like one of my favorite bands, along with their sister band Jeff's Brazil. And the atmosphere was great. You could smoke there. It's where all the kids went to smoke, and there was always some you know weird asshole making chainmail in the corner. And I was you know on the opposite end of the room, um, writing and drawing a comic that never saw the light of day. Uh, my friend said it was a well-written coloring book, and that's what it looked like. But Paris closed after 28 years, and I'm sad that I didn't get to be to go down there. I unfortunately had things to do in terms of the network. It's rough. I mean, it was one of those where, um, you know, one of the owners, Faye, came to me and said, oh, I'm writing these memoirs about this place, and um, I'd love to hear your stories. And 
out there. I said, all my stories involve rampant drug use, alcoholism, and violence. And you know what? That's true. I mean, I could write about how the first time I heard Jawbreaker, and to me it was like hearing, you know, the Beatles for the first time or, or something like that. But really, I remember when Hayes and I said, I wonder who'd win in a fight, Matt Bailey or Little Daniel? And we had a fight club in the back parking lot that night, and uh, Little Daniel won, and Faye freaked out the next morning. She was like, oh my God, there's all this blood on the parking lot. Like, what the hell happened? I'm like, oh, I have no idea. And then in comes Matt Bailey, like raccoon-eyed from, you know, a punch to the face. And it was like, well, that's, okay, that happened then, never mind. I, I made a lot of friends there. I dated a lot of girls. Um, I mean, I was in my swing in 20s, and I had a lot of fun. And I, I, I don't necessarily live in the past, but those memories, um, as hazy as some of them are, are great. I mean, uh, you know, the whole... I learned how, you know, that I was getting old and my body wouldn't bounce back from the rampant chemical abuse I was putting it through one night when um, Rachel Westforth and I got drunk off of mead, uh, honey wine, and um, I thought it was a good idea to snort some Oxycontin off the tailgate of her truck, and Jesus Christ, I slept for pretty much the rest of the, the, the day, uh, the next day. You know, I, I burned out my knee playing hockey with Matt San Ambrosio and uh, Paul Lee Kennedy and, uh, you know, Brian Lachine. You know, Brian and I are still friends. Um, he he ended up in one of um, my uh, design, uh, my, my uh, graphic design finals. Um, he played Lucifer in a, in a photo comic I was building. But, you know, th these are just, and, you know, and I, and I, I, I moved out. Um, you know, with a girlfriend for the first time while I was working there after I started dating Charlotte. You know, I mean, just these fantastic memories of, of meeting um, Brock and, er uh, and Aspen and Erica and her brother Mark, who are, I'm still friends with. I mean, you, you look at my friends list on Facebook and it's all these motherfuckers. Um, I mean, it was like the, the social hub of, you know, my friends would all go down to Paris or they'd come down on a Saturday night to come visit me at work and... It was great. So while I don't necessarily live in the past, those memories, they shaped me. These people, they shaped me. That music, those those movies that Heather Stenson let me borrow and was like, you need to watch Jim Jarmusch. Um, you know, my introduction to, to David Lynch, who I've joked on no applause, it's not a podcast until I mention David Lynch. This all shaped me and my sensibilities and my tastes and my humor. Um, uh, 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 even some of my physicality, the, the, the ability to, to, to mimic verbal and, and physical tics. You know, I move like Feisch. There are certain things I do. Getting into Bad Luck City and meeting Damien uh, through my friend Greg and meeting Jason Heller through, through Ross. Um, uh, Jason Heller now, I believe, still works for Westward. Uh, you know, just it's one of those where, you know, I, I uh, uh, here's, here's one. Shooting the gap, the first meeting we had to sit down and go, okay, what do we want the logo to look like? What's the copy going to be? Give me the, and I, I sat the boys down, Ryan and Gonzo, and I said, give me your thesis for this. Let's build this. So we're, we had that meeting at Paris. Um, Gonzo drank Crown and Cokes or, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and I think I might have had, uh, no, I wasn't drinking then. I wasn't drinking then. But, uh, you know, Gap was effectively, you know, born there. Um, I mean, really, was born on, on the 4th of July when I was at Ryan's house, and I said, I want, you want to do a sports show? And, and Gonzo overheard me, and he goes, 
guys are doing a sports show. I want to be on it. I said, great. And then, but we had that meeting at Paris. I mean, it, it the place is indelible, and I'm going to miss. I didn't go down a lot after I left. Uh, the, there was kind of a huge changeover in, in staff after I left. Um, long story short, uh, that I, I left because I wanted to focus on getting the place far more profitable and... The owners wanted to focus on kind of rebranding the wine bar and the cafe, and I went, well, let's agree to disagree and, and let's go our separate ways. I, I remember talking to people and saying, I, I think they're going to alienate the clientele. I think they're, they need to keep with that old world charm that they had, and unfortunately, I don't think that new world charm that they went with worked. Um, I'm glad they hung on for as well as they could, but I mean, I went down there for the 25th anniversary and I was there with a few old schoolers on a Friday night or Saturday night at like 10 o'clock at night. And the place was almost empty. And we're all looking at each other going, remember when it was standing room only at like 8 p.m. on a weekend? Like, uh, uh. And I kind of in my head went, I told you so. But that doesn't mean I wanted the place to close. I wanted to always be there. It was a Denver institution. And I'm going to, you know, tag them when I post this. And I hope they do well. And Faye, if you listen to this for some strange reason, I actually do have stories for you that don't involve drug use uh, or, or uh, alcohol abuse or violence. I do have stories for you. Some of them, like I said, I can expound on a lot of what I've said uh, today about friends and, and fucking family, to be perfectly fucking honest. I mean, I went through, I worked there when, when the owners, Jeff and Faye, got divorced and they were passing messages through each other or to each other through me and I went I've suffered through one set of parents divorce you guys can work it out I mean you know and it but we talked about it, it was like well mom and dad are fighting I mean it was a family we were so close knit um at the time and and Andrew Warner and Andrew States I mean and 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 Sid and that whole horrible thing I don't want to get into. It built me, and it built me as a manager to be able to say, like, yes, I've done a schedule for 20 or more people. I've done payroll. I've done orders. It's experience I took later on to Inc. And then to, um, you know, kind of shifting and doing an office job and trying to manage that office. Um, and then, you know, to, to where I am now, managing a different coffee shop for a day job. Paris helped me build that experience. That That's the long and short of it. So I wanted to say I'll miss you, Paris. Rest in peace. I, I, I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know if the restaurants next to you are going to expand. I'd, I'd love to see you open another maybe smaller shop. I, I'd love to visit. I might have to go down there this weekend and take a picture and make a little sad face. Mm. Um, but for, for you know, God, you know, I, I was there for eight years. I hung up there. I mean, for 13 years, for, for you know... Half my life, that place was home, and my friends were family. There's there's no better way to say it. It was home. That's where my heart was. That's where my blood and sweat was. That's where my family was. All the people I've mentioned, um, and, and I'm sorry if I've left you out, um, Jody, um, you know, uh, Heidi to some smaller extent, Polly Kennedy I've mentioned already, um, you know, Phoenix and the Sons of Silence crew, um, you know, I, 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 there are too many, too many, too many people, you know, to, um, to mention, and I'm sorry, this is going on like the worst Oscar acceptance speech ever. So I wanted to end and, you know, not end on, on this, but I wanted to get all of that out because it's sad. It makes me sad. 
Um, not depressed. I mean, I'm not going to drink to numb the pain. But, you know, it was an era in my life, and it'll always be that era. I'll always have those memories. But that building, I thought, as long as that's there, there's kind of a touchstone to the past that's physical. Um, imagine when uh, Wally West Flash like runs through different dimensions and, and time barriers, and he always said, like, as long as his girlfriend, eventual wife, Linda Park, as long as her love shown, he'd have a touchstone, a beacon back to her, and Paris was kind of this touchstone back to my past, a physical thing. So, you know, I'm, I might put my hand on that on that wall and just go, Jesus Christ, you know, if you could talk, you'd be telling the same fucking stories I would, and then some. You know, this this doesn't seem like a... a, 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 a I'm going to leave my weird little um, question out, and I'll do it next week, because it seems like such a weird thing to end on, um, that the next little thing I had. So I'm going to just gonna leave it at, you know, I'm going to miss you, Paris. I've been talking about you guys for, for almost 20 minutes now. I mean, I, I could keep going, but, you know, it's supposed to be a short show. So, um, from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my neuroses. Not really, though. It should be Dam on this episode, which is Doug's Acute Mental Nostalgia. I think that's what I might tag it as later. So, uh, from all of that, and from all the way back then... You know, if I would have told 16-year-old Doug that, you know, he'd be talking about you guys um, years later as family, and he'd say, no, this place is never going to go away. And really, as long as it lives on in our hearts and minds, it hasn't. I know this sounds like someone died, but I mean, that's how close I was to this place. Um, Good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!